And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Hopefully, this is working because it's kind of annoying the way that it works. It looks like it's working because I can see it in the background on Restream because I've got that pulled up. But we should be live everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and X or Twitter. Nikki's in the house on YouTube, so that is going out. We can see the comments. If you have comments on TikTok, you can post them. Look a little bit more towards the screen, which has the YouTube on it. If you want to jump in on the YouTube, go head over to Shaping Success with West Angersley and check it out. Uh, it has been another rough one. And I was, I was, it's funny because what we're going to talk about today, my friend Jay sent me over this thing on uh, Instagram and, and I was just listening to it. And it was a guy who was talking about like becoming a billionaire and some of the things that you have to do in order to be successful. And a lot of them hit home, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and it it drives me like it it makes me think a lot because like about the current situation i'm going through my kids have been like sick all the time and it's driving me nuts what is up cc um i feel like they're a walking peachy petri dish and they go to daycare and they go to school and they're outside because I, I posted something on tiktok yesterday and people are like well they don't spend enough time outside it's it's one of those deals where they do that stuff, but they're still sick. And I think that it's just one of the things that you run into with kids because they don't have the immunities that we have built up over time. And so it's pretty crazy. What is up, Northern Boy Cowboy? Thank you for the gifts over on TikTok. Um, it's crazy how those things will freeze you. So last night, again, you know, my son has gotten, it seems like the croup you know, which is kind of like this barking seal cough that you get and you just don't feel good and he coughs, it wakes him up. And so with that, he doesn't eat. He doesn't, you know, like he's not eating, he's not feeling well, whatever. Well, it just kind of turns into he coughs at night, he screams, he's hungry, he's tired, he's not feeling good and he's just not well. And it wakes him up. And my wife and I, we typically take turns trading getting up at night. Um, if I'm working the next day and she has the day off, then she will get up if I vice versa, but he wants me, he wants dad. And so I'll get up and I will rock him and he will fall asleep on my shoulder and then I will pick him up and I'll stick him in the, in the crib and then he'll start screaming again. Like he'll wake up when I go to go do that. And it just happens over and over and over again and it won't stop. And it drives me insane because I need sleep. Like I I've told you guys multiple times, I function on eight hours of sleep. If I don't get eight hours of sleep, I don't function very well. And so this morning, again, I got up yesterday. That's what happened. I got up and I'm like, there's no way. I was up for an hour and a half. I was sleeping with him on the, tried to sleep with him on the uh, recliner. And he just kind of rolled all around and didn't really go to sleep. I fell asleep in and out a couple times for about an hour and a half. And I was like, this is enough. I've had enough. His mom took him, tried to put him back to sleep, and he finally fell asleep. But it's, it's not easy. And so it stops me and it made me think about like I was, as I was listening to these things that this, this, uh, reel that Jay sent me, I was like, and I'll talk to you about the, I'll, I'll talk to you about what I'm thinking about at the end that really relates to this situation and that I feel like, although I know it's not, and it's me just being hard on myself. Um, but anyway, let's get to it. We're going to talk about some things that I think this is 10 things that, uh, or well, it's not 10 because I took some of the things out. Some of the things I don't think is really relevant to what we talk about in the morning here. But, you know, we're talking about being successful, talking about moving forward, talking about doing everything we possibly can to be better on this morning coffee, right? Like, and 
how it relates to me. And I kind of use this as, it's funny, I don't want to be sounding cliche, but it is kind of like therapy. You walk out here and I just get this, I, I get the chance to kind of like journal, vlog, whatever, you know, and talk to you guys, drink a cup of coffee and, and have a conversation. So it's super fun. Anyway, we're going to go through these quickly because my wife does have to work today. Hopefully she's on call though, because we need her to be just in case no one doesn't have to go to school. And that's another thing. So with this, with kids being sick, my wife's job, she's a nurse and they hold her pretty accountable at work. If I, in my job, if I miss a day of work, it could be very costly because it could be and it couldn't be. Like today I have two appointments and they're smaller, but I have the opportunity to make a large amount of money on those two things, right? My wife, she goes into work and she makes the same amount of money every single time. I could make three or four times as much money as she makes in a day, or I could not. But if I'm not working, I don't make any money. So the opportunity with that is kind of tough. So what happens is she usually takes the day off from work when the kids are sick. But my boss is more lenient on me taking a day off. So like yesterday we were planning when he was sick that he was going to stay home because he can't go to daycare if he has fever. And we're like, okay, I'm going to schedule on my day off. I'm not going to have any work. I'm just going to not do it because she's missed it and she's going to get in trouble for missing another day. So the hope is that she's on call today. But what they do is they charge her they, they charge her a point every time she's, she misses work. Well, she's been sick. The kids have been sick. She's missed days. And it's not like it's, it's a, I'm just not going into work, which I can understand why some people abuse that. But on the same token, it's like when your kids are actually sick and you're holding them account, you're holding your employee accountable for, accountable for that. It's kind of tough. It's like, what do you do? And I, I think that a lot of people go through that. And I think that's what parents go through. It's like, who's going to take the day off because we need to make the money. We need to get the things done. Anyway, that's our situation that we're going through. Uh, let's see here. So if you don't, and this is something that like Gen X, I think can totally identify with. Okay. Um, if you don't come from a rich family, a rich family should come from you. And I listened to that and I was thinking about it and I'm, I'm figuring like, how does that work? And how do we relate that? And I think there's a good and a bad to that statement. All right. Because if you give your kids, and this is what I feel like Gen X was like, because I'm, you know, I'm like, no matter what chart you look on, like I'm either Gen X or I'm a millennial, which I don't feel that I'm a millennial because I know how I grew up and I kind of think about all the things that I relate, but I was born in 1980. So if you look at one chart, it says that you're a millennial. If you look at another one, it says you're Gen X. Friend of the show, Wolf, dog at ID says, you're Gen X adjacent, at least like he considers me a Gen X and I consider me Gen X because I know all the things that Gen X people did and, and how that went. But one of the things that we were taught was by our parents was go to college, make more money, get a retirement, do all those things because we didn't have that. We didn't have the opportunity to do that. And so what that really made me think was like, if people are making money, right? Like if your family is poor, the only way that you're going to come from a rich family is if you create that. And so I watched my family do that. I watched people in my house go through and work um, through things and, and try to make more money so that they could give their kids more. At some point, you, you learn that, or at some point, what I see is that we don't hold our kids as accountable as we were held, right? Like if we didn't do something, we got spanked. If we um, didn't do anything, we got, or like if we didn't wash the dishes or we didn't take the garbage out or we didn't do the things that we were supposed to do, we got in trouble. And like they're, 
trying to find a housekeeper and they're trying to find like they're trying to take care of all that stuff so that the kids don't have to do that provide for them so that they have all the things that they need that they didn't have and then the funny part about that is you watch like my parents as i see them get older they buy all the things they couldn't buy when we were young because they sacrificed so much to make sure that we had everything that we needed that they they have so much more now that they don't need but they didn't have when they thought they needed when they didn't so it's crazy Wealth has diminishing returns. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like there's things that can happen by being that, but the only way to get there is to work through it. Okay. This one is really near and dear to me. There are people who criticize you all the time and you take that criticism and I want you to think about this. You will never be criticized by someone who's doing more than you, only by someone who is doing less. There are people who will tell you what you're doing is not right that you're not making it happen, that you're stupid for trying that, all those things. They'll talk you out of it. They'll tell you that you're not good enough. And they will criticize you. But then when you take that step back and you look at the, critic the criticism that they're giving you, they're not even doing what you're doing. They're not even trying to do what you're doing. So think about that, okay? They are doing less than you, but they are really quick to open their mouth and tell you not to do what you're doing. It's crazy, okay? It's funny. I posted a clip a couple, couple weeks ago about my dislike for LeBron James and how Kobe and Michael were better. And I'm still getting comments on it, but I knew I would get those comments. And the guy, it was, it was hilarious because the guy goes, I stopped watching, or I stopped watching 30 seconds in. You're stupid. LeBron or those other two guys had Hall of Famers around him. And the point was that there was Hall of Famers around Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan made those Hall of Famers because he made those guys work better, work harder. LeBron shows up on a team that has a bunch of Hall of Famers on it that are actually good, and then he wins. But the guy said that. He goes, I stopped listening 30 seconds in. It took him more than 30 seconds to type out that comment, and I knew that he watched the whole video, whether he said he stopped listening 30 seconds in or not. And it was kind of funny, but he's criticizing what I said and he's got no content. So there you go. There's your, there's your like, look at this. And I just kind of laughed. I, I hearted the comment and just rolled on because I thought it was funny that, uh, he, he, he did exactly what I want. I think that a lot of people get lost on comments. Like they, they get these trash comments and they get the good ones. And like we talked about the hater math where you put a lot of weight on good ones and or a lot of weight on bad ones and not much weight on good ones. And a good, a, a bad comment could destroy you. But the reality is, is that person took the time to comment on something that you said. So it's kind of hilarious to sit there and look at all these people who hate on you. If you really sit back and think about it, they're moving you up on the algorithm if that's what you want. And so answering to them with like killing them with kindness is kind of funny, but again, you'll never be criticized by someone who's doing more than you. It doesn't work that way. Someone who is doing more than you will want to build you up. They'll try to help you. They'll try to make you better. Someone who is doing less will not. I posted a video about this yesterday. I thought this was a good one on TikTok. If you guys have checked that one out. This was the one that really hit me because I think that as I'm working through things and struggling on trying to find a way to keep moving forward on certain things. Um, I think that we get lost a lot of times and we're like thinking that we're never going to get a win, right? 
And I look at this podcast in that way because I was looking at, I, I haven't been looking at my um, stats and I decided that I'm not going to look at my stats till the end of March. That's just going to be the way it is. I'm not going to care about it. But the reason that I did that is because the podcast stats aren't very high. Like they're high, but they're not very high. There's 313 episodes. And I think at the last time I looked, I had like 45,000 downloads over four years. Well, it's funny because even though I have all those downloads and people think that you like, you get a lot, like a good podcast gets thousands of downloads a day. And I don't get that. But when I wake up in the morning and I feel this way and I start thinking about things like I didn't want to come out here this morning, I had to talk myself into doing it. I feel good about myself right now for doing it. And I know that it makes me feel better to do it. I'm just tired and I just can't get out of my head. And I think about like, well, what is the return on this? What am I getting? And like, am I going to go out there and am I going to do this for 15 downloads? And like, there are people who are listening. There are people who rely on me. There are people here who understand if I'm not here, but they also really need to hear this in the morning. And you got to remember that even though I'm not getting those downloads that I want and building what, you know, I'm not getting as much as I want. A winner is a loser who tried one more time. Okay, so if I'm losing every single day and I'm getting 50, 50, 15 downloads every single day, and I'm, my expectation is that I'm going to get thousands at one point, if I stop today, if I stop tomorrow, that would be the last time, right? So in order to win, you got to keep going because you are one win away, one loss away from winning. So you need to go out there and remember that even though you're not winning right now, the very next step you have could be that one. And I listened to Ed Milet's book and he was talking about the pinata. We've talked about this before. So remember that. When you're a kid and you're hitting a pinata and you swing at that thing three or four times and the candy doesn't come out, the fifth time could be where you hit that thing right where it needs to be and it busts that thing wide open and you get the candy that you want. Okay, we've got two more of these, three more of these. People really get mad when you don't let them use you. People really get mad when you don't let them use you. 100% true right there. You think about that and what they're trying to do. And when, when I say this, this could be anything. Like you think about people entitle themselves to you. They think that you should do the things that they want. And if you do not, they get pissed off. How mad do they get? I mean, this could be anything from borrowing money to um, like going and doing the work for them, for not following through, like get, not giving them what they want. They get pissed off a lot. They get really mad. Okay. So do not let people, or, you know, those people who you do not let, like you're, you're doing something for someone and there's no return in it. There's no value in it for you. There's no value. That's like, that's one thing, right? Like I'm not trying to do this because. I want something in return, but think about how they're doing it. What are they doing to you? Are they doing it because they know that you are the sucker that will come and do come to their beckoning call every single time? And then that's where you'll find out where your real friends are is when like the one time that you can't do it, they get pissed off because they can't manipulate you into doing it. Okay. I believe in this one here because I think that a lot of times people brag about what they are. They brag about their achievements. They brag about how good they are. 
post dumb stuff on, on, and if you look at this, I do this from time to time, post some dumb stuff, right? On your social media, if you're trying to grow, never post achievements, people hate progress. So people are going to criticize you when they see that you're doing better than they are when you're progressing, when you keep moving. Remember that I'm not saying that you should never post the good stuff, but remember that people don't like seeing you succeed. And that's just something that you're going to have to deal with. It's a tough one because you're very proud of your success and you're working for it and you're working really hard, but people don't like that. People don't like seeing success. People like seeing you fail. And this is the last one. This is the last one that I was thinking about this morning when I was getting ready to not come out here. Okay. And I don't necessarily know that I was being lazy. But I feel that way sometimes in some of the things that I do. When you become lazy, it is disrespectful to those who believe in you. Okay? There's a lot of people who are here every single day that listen to the show, that listen to the podcast, that watch the clips, that comment on TikTok, that comment on YouTube, that comment wherever, that are building me up and helping me to succeed. And when I decided this morning that I was going to come out here, I was listening to that and reading that and thinking, am I being lazy and who am I disrespecting? Because I truly appreciate every single one of you that is here. I really do. I thank you for your support. I thank you for being here. And just remember that when people go to bat for you and people are working for you and people are trying to help you, when you decide that you're just going to be lazy and you're just going to phone it in and you're not going to do the best that you can no matter what, it's disrespectful to them. And they may not tell you that it's disrespectful, but they may feel it. You do that too many times and you're going to let a lot of people down. Thanks for being here today. Tomorrow we will be doing, uh, Robert and I will be going through the book. I need to give him a reminder text, shoot that to him. We've got another chapter to go through. That book is going to be coming out here really soon. Um, hopefully here in the next few days on Amazon. And uh, we've been breaking that down. There's a lot of good lessons in his book through his life in general. I want to say thank you to our Patreon supporters, Anna Mellon, Nikki Pavlovich. Thank you to our TikTok subscribers, Nikki Pavlovich, Michelle, Frank Hogue, if you guys want to subscribe to TikTok, hit that little subscribe button right up there. We got three subscribers right now. It'd be cool to hit that goal of 10. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, go to shaping, or I'm sorry, at patreon.com slash Wes Tankersley. Subscribe to the YouTube. We are getting close to, I think, 3,000 um, subscribers. So go subscribe to that if you have not. Every subscription helps. Um, and it's, a you know, I mean, comment on some of the posts, watch the videos, go check out the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, we will be here again tomorrow. Like I said, until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success.